Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. Today is January 15th, 2019. This is episode 14. Ooh, yesterday was really weird. Um, I talked um, on here about how I tried to only do like two big things in a day, and yesterday I had three. And that, for some reason, made me shoehorn another thing. So I had four, and from the moment I set about, like, handling my day, I almost felt like a zipper who that was, like, off a couple teeth, because I just felt weird all day. And there were, like, little technical snafus and, like, timing issues and... Yeah, the whole cumulative effect of that was like, I was super, super stressed out and uneasy. Um, So yeah, I don't always do my own advice perfectly. Um, But one of the things that I did get to do yesterday, which was awesome, was I went to a school that my friend's kid goes to because Min Jin Lee, the author of Pachinko, um, was speaking and it was really intimate, it was at a high school, and it was really cool, um, she's really cool, um, she's dressed, like, very, like, Antwerp, and she had these great platform shoes, and so already I was just like, oh, you're cool, (laughs) um, and she was just super impressive, and she said something which blew me away, which was that she was completely open and candid about having an eating disorder when she was younger and I was so moved by that and I realized in that moment um, she's 50 and she talks about that a lot and she also talks about being a late bloomer because you know it took her like she started Pachinko at 19 and finished it like two or three years ago and um I realized that I have never heard a Korean woman who I admire talk about having an eating disorder. And I was almost like, it was, I was kind of stunned. And in that moment, I was almost brought to tears. Like yesterday, I was already really emo because my day was all weird. Um, And I had this like profound understanding of when people tell me they're like oh thank you for writing about korean characters you know that representation is really awesome and meaningful to me and you know even when people are like thank you for sharing about your mental health issues and your eating disorder and i'm like yes of course la 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 and i'm not you know and i'm not like la 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 whatever it's more just like oh yes thank you for this thought and this this affirmation but it wasn't until I, I I felt in my body that moved by this author speaking candidly about her eating disorder that I was like, oh, this is what people are talking about. Um, so if you've said such things to me and I sort of was like smiling woodenly because I'm terrible at compliments and terrible in in social situations... I really have that meaning available to me now, and um, yeah, 
I'm glad we're all kind of a part of it. Um, she also said that there's dignity in naming your difficulty. And I really agree with that. And so, you know, there's this thing that's said a lot in 12-step, or this, this, a few people say it, which is that fear feels like a hundred miles tall and like thousands of leagues wide but it's really paper thin and I think that like and I totally agree with that because there's something really cathartic about naming your difficulty and naming your fear and talking about it which lets you sort of like really understand what it is and how quickly it can actually dissipate if you just name it um you know because if you say it out loud someone else might share that difficulty and then you're just like oh okay like we're in this together cool and so quickly you realize that so many people are in the same boat and I don't know I just find that wildly reassuring um so I thought that I would share that with you Yesterday was also really hard because, you know, I was just like trooping about my day and feeling as though I was doing it wrong. And um, the announcement for my next novel came out. I guess it's like, you know, in an industry publishing website, it's like password protected. So like only a few people have um, access to it. And I, I, I don't. So I was just like, do, 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 noodling about my day. And it came out on Twitter that this happened and it announced my next two books and one is written but I'm scared about it because I know there's a few details I have to sort of fix in copy edits and I haven't done it yet and the next one isn't written at all like I have an outline and a third of it done and when this news came out it was honestly it felt unfair and it's funny because as an addict and as like a stunted human being who, you know, like often my most readily available feelings are like those of like a six-year-old. And I was like, this is unfair. Like I'm having a tough day. Like why is this news coming out that I have to like social about and like all this stuff? And I realize, you know, increasingly as I'm able to like name my emotions and like really pull apart like what those emotions are comprised of like before when I was deep 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 in my eating disorder I would just come out the other end sort of blacked out and very tired but not have a lot of information and now I have a lot more information in the moment and the reason I have that is that I pause a lot so even though I felt super busy I did pause and I was like okay what is this emotion and I'm I'm increasingly finding out that excitement and happiness also feel like fear and I have to treat myself in the face of happiness and excitement as if I'm scared and so there's a lot of gentleness and tenderness that has to come around like joyful things and it feels so counterintuitive but I found that it works for me because oftentimes joy and happiness and excitement I immediately rush to the fear of losing it. 
like as a bulimic person there's never enough and I have such a disease of more and this is across my life like you know I just want more of anything because I don't feel safe and so I feel like if someone's talking about a thing and it makes me happy that I'll that I'll then lose it like it feels inauspicious and it makes me deeply superstitious I don't know if that's like a part part of like my immigrant psyche my Korean psyche or what but I was like so scared and you know I immediately lost feeling in my arms I kind of got a little woozy and I was in my feelings about how this is unfair that I have to deal with this now and it's it's so sprung on me but then you know I just sort of followed that through line of what that fear was and like it's the fear that I won't finish my next project and for that moment for today on that subway in New York like I couldn't worry about it so I like put it down and it's really really hard but I did it like out of like kindness to myself where I was just like okay you're not allowed to deal with that right now and in the past like I've been so compulsive and impulsive that like I'll cancel all these meetings and I cancel the rest of my day if something like that happens because I have to rush home and I have to start working on that manuscript or I have to like start you know putting like piecing things that feel sort of like unsettled together and now I'm like okay no like you're gonna finish the book that's in copy edits first you're you're okay your next book after that will be okay and if it's not that's okay too you will accept life on life's terms you will have faith in the benevolence of a universe and a creative intelligence that wants you to do well and like I truly believe that had I gone home and was just like oh no I have to write this thing and like wrote it like I really really have faith that not only would will whatever output I make not have utility it just doesn't create enough space for this next book to like just be what it's supposed to be and I can never force that as much as I want to and the only thing I can force is putting myself in a position of like great anguish and like pain and like white knuckle and and like fear as long as you don't feed it as long as you don't do all the anxious things that like fix it you're usually okay and by the end of last night you know it was really really nice to just sit and like recognize that I did things incorrectly it was really nice to just be like okay like you feel like you have a little bit more wear and tear on your body today because of these things you know it's this is why and it's okay and I forgive myself and yeah like that's kind of how I tackle things that you know either feel unfair or just like are wildly unpredictable I just don't I just don't like let it consume me you know I I shared this on the Instagram AMA that is now like living in my like highlights so it's there if you want to check it out but I equate addiction to applying a thing to a feeling 
And I definitely feel that if you create a feedback loop that for every fear you experience, you feed it, you feed it, you feed it, you feed it, you manage it, you manage it, you manage it, you manage it, you you try to control it. You know, I just, as an addict, I just, there's no end to that. And as an anxious person, there's no end to that. And if I just like keep leaning into those mechanisms and modalities like I'm just not gonna have enough grace to like make the thing I want to like be creative and to make art so yes um I hope that you find this useful I hope that if you have a fear that you name it I hope that you You know, shame is such a huge thing. I hope that we can all find more grace and understanding around shame and like so much compassion for shame and the wound that it comes from. Um, I hope you have a gentle day and thanks for listening.